Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. And today, we have a special guest. Who's going to be? Yeah, we got a friend of ours who has been on the show many times uh, before, and he's an outstanding baseball scout, West Coast-based, uh, worked for the New York Mets, uh, Shooty Babbitt, former Major League player and a longtime scout. He's also works, uh, he also works on the A's. Uh, pre- and post-game shows on television here in the Bay Area in between his scouting. So he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. You know, the thing that's really cool about Shooty is, he, if I remember correctly, he only played actually one year. One year, but, that's right. But, but yet he's taken it to the next level of, of you know being post-game, pre-game. He was going to be a journeyman anyway, but what happened with Shooty was he played for Billy Martin, and he had a decent year. And Billy Martin, that year, the A's caught lightning in a bottle, uh, went to the playoffs, got eliminated by the Yankees uh, in 1981. But unfortunately, it was the strike season also. Right in the middle of the year, there was two months of inactivity. So that kind of – you know, it, everything in, in life is about timing, and, uh, yeah. you know, that just wasn't good timing. Even though he had – you know, and Shooty's a local guy from, from Berkeley, so he grew up as Billy Martin was from Berkeley. So here they are, both with the uh, Oakland A's uh, years later. So it's kind of cool. Very neat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. We'll see if you know the answer to that. And this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by California real estate. A little bit outside the Bay Area, mostly California, though. Uh, it doesn't get any more conservative than that. Average loan to value is only about 52%. You really got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. They also have an additional website, PrivateMoneyLoans.com. There you for go. those who want to uh, not be in a fund, but be in an individual deed of trust. Uh, today's trivia theme is going to be general sports. Got some uh, harder questions. Uh, again, we got to... Oh, we'll have fun we gotta, with we, this, we'll, yeah. we'll have to we always do. just a little bit. Sure. All right, so don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to have Shooty Babbitt as our guest. The 
Renaissance Indian Wells Resort and Spa is a desert oasis for a family getaway in the Coachella Valley. It's the perfect place to recharge and relax poolside in our sandy beach area or send the kids off for a day of fun at Camp Oasis. This world-class resort features well-appointed guest rooms, five restaurants, and a rejuvenating spa. Plus, book your summer family getaway today and your kids eat free. See renindianwells.com for details or call 760-773-4444. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, Dave. You in for golf this weekend? Ah, oh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint the... Just use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area who can do the work. You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros? Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all. Find the best pros for your next project at Angie'sList.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com hire. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. It's the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on the phone? Yeah, we got Shooty Babbitt, uh, Major League Scout. Uh, Shooty, you work for the Mets these days, right? Yes, 12th year with the Mets. Uh, 24th year scouting. Wow. And you worked, I, I'm trying to remember, just for, for our edification, you worked for the Diamondbacks for a while. Uh, who else did you work for? You worked for a couple other teams before the Mets. I started out with Atlanta, 94. We won the World Series in 95, lost in 96. I left there to go to expansion draft um, in 96 after the World Series. We started in 98. Won the World Series in 2001. You're talking about now the, uh, Diamondbacks? the, the Arizona, Diamondbacks? Yeah, in yeah. Arizona. And then um, in 2006, we had some change, and I was a part of change and thought it was the worst thing that could have possibly happened um, in my scouting career. But lo and behold, 
two weeks later, I was hired by the Mets, and I pretty much died and went to heaven. So uh, we made it to the World Series in 15, lost in the playoff game in 16. So I'd like to say that I'm somewhat of a good luck charm everywhere I've been yeah. in the World Series. and got about four rings, so it's been a good ride. Wow. And, uh, in fact, I remember we used to work I, – I, I've known Charles uh, for a long time. He was a scout at uh, – uh, the Diamondbacks, I think, the, the year that they won the World Series, right? Charles, Charles Scott. You yeah. Started together. So, okay, I, I've got a confession. I, was, I got a confession. Yeah. I, I, uh, when he was younger, because I grew up with him, I was a, a few years older. I had a fake ID, and I used to buy him beer. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, boy, you can't even admit that. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, man, that's a lot of things you can't admit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, Charles is a good man. I'm happy to see what he's doing up here with those kids up there in Petaluma. Um, I hear glowing reviews about him. So you talk to him, yeah. tell him I said hello. I sure will. Hey, I got to ask you what you know. A lot of our listeners out there, and they're scattered all over the country, and we have a lot of people listening on the Armed Forces Radio Network may not know exactly what a scout does. They kind of have an idea. Should you just get, kind of give us a broad overview of what your job insist, consists of? Because you do a heck of a lot of traveling. Well, as far as my role as a scout, I'm, my role is a professional scout. I've had multiple roles as a scout, but each club has different types of scout because there's different responsibilities, different parts of the world, different things that have to be done in order to uh, find talent. But as a professional scout, we have 10 guys, and there's 30 teams. So we've got 10 guys who have three organizations. I have the Mariners, A's, and the Angels from the Major League Club down to their low A club. And throughout the year, well, prior to the trade deadline, which is July 31st, August 1st, uh, my responsibility is to make sure that I've written a report or seen as many of those players as humanly possible and get information and have update information because if something goes down with one of those organizations, my club is going to click on my report right away just to verify some oh. of the interest or the package or what have you. So, um, yeah, I spend time on the road. I mean, I'm, I'm like a player, if you will, during baseball season. There's really no days off. Even days off, there's something to do. But in the same breath, you know, when I push in for the last time on those reports and I finish my tour in the Dominican Republic, I'm on a vacation for about three and a half to four months. So um, that's, the, you know, the sweet part of the bitterness there for sure. Well, you know, the thing that's really cool that I like is the fact that you know, your your uh, your actual major league career was fairly short, but yet you've stayed in baseball, and it, it kind of shows that you don't necessarily have to play at the you know major league level for you know twenty years and then become a scout. I mean, you you well, already knew the business. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's a tremendous point you're making. I'm glad you said that, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, it's amazing. Um, I'm part of a nonprofit organization called Type. EYPE, touching young people every day. And what I do during baseball season, and more so after the season or out of season, is to go around and inspire different groups and kids to let them know the importance of being a good teammate. And, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about being a star of the team, but just be a star in your role. And if you look at my baseball card, there's not a whole lot of major league stats there, but I guarantee you the guys that I play with, they'll. They'll, they'll tell you that I was a good teammate. I played hard. I understood my role. And and, and that means a lot. And uh, I, I think you just have to try to, you know, be the best that you can be in what you're doing. Uh, 
be kind to people, respect the game, yeah. no matter what the game is. And uh, it's allowed me to work in the game, make a living, put three kids through college, man. This is I just celebrated my 41st year being a part of professional baseball, wow. and I don't even feel like I'm 41 years old. There you go. I like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. And we know that's not <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned about respecting the game, and uh, Bruce and I were talking uh, earlier uh, a couple days ago about the uh, change, change. One of the changes they're thinking about is uh, on defense, not allowing. Uh, well, I guess the shift, right? They're, they're talking, they're talking about, about it, and it's like yeah. to me, I look at it and I go, "That's not disrespecting the game, or, so, or it's disrespecting it if you make rules like that." Well, also, the, I don't know how Shitty feels about it, but they've talked. The commissioner has talked about it, and they've talked about it before about installing this clock for pitchers again. You know, I, I don't understand, Shitty, why they want to change the game. Fans who go to the game aren't sitting there watching their clock. They go to the game to get away from the clock. Yeah, but the players make it bored in left field waiting for the pitcher to pitch. You know? <laughs> but but it's a sight game, isn't it, Shitty? I mean, you remember certain pitchers would take their time and, and, and really get the hitter out of out of his uh, rhythm. Yeah. Well, you know, the game of baseball is so great. And just like anything that's great, it could be imitated but never duplicated. And I think the problem is is that we have people who are trying to think for others opposed to uh, – put it like this. The game started one day when a bunch of guys got together and they had the field position, and as the game went on, they figured out who was best suited to play where because of what their skill set and their skill level dictated. Now people are told what type of swing they should have, what type of angle they should have. Uh, it's a different game. Like it or not, how, whatever your opinion is, I had an opportunity to watch some of the greatest players with natural ability and God-given talent to ever have put on a uniform. And I think that's the thing that could become missing in our game because now it's like a model, if you will. You're looking for a particular type opposed to, it's like, just imagine if we all had to marry the same type of woman. We had to look for, man, you can find beauty in everything if you look hard enough. You know, it's something I see that will, might be beautiful to me, Bruce, it may not be beautiful to you. <laughs> That's right. In order to find out, you've got to let it get on the field and play and find out, you know, what's beautiful about it. So um, the, the, the game has been changed the way that it's being played, the clocks and all of this stuff. We're going to have automated umpires one day. Oh, yeah, that's right. No more on the BART train with two fans from two different teams arguing a close play at the play. No, he was out. Did you see he slid under the yeah. No uh-huh. way he got the tag down before. <laughs> this is not a game of perfection. So how do you expect umpires to be perfect? That's what makes it so great. They've got to make a judgment right then, then and there, and we've got to live with the results. Yeah, okay, now, so, see, I am a fan of instant replay because I hate to see calls – that are just like, yeah, it should have been over. Well, you're thinking about 1985, the well, World Series, Don yeah. Denkinger's call that cost the Cardinals arguably the World Series. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can make an argument both ways, but I hear Shooty's point. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. I hear yeah, Shooty's point because 95% of the time, more than 95%, of the time, 98% of the time, they're going to get it right yeah, because no, that's their very, job. They, they do a good job. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We're going to cut to a commercial break. Shooty, when you mentioned about uh, different women, I. I tease my wife a little bit about, hey, sweetie, you don't have to worry about me having an affair because I don't want to disappoint a second woman. All right. 
<laughs> okay, here's here's our first commercial break. <laughs> That's a good one, Edward. Oh, you know what? Like I, I've told I'm Bruce, gonna... I've been married so long. I don't know if I was born first or married first. <laughs> okay, uh, now, okay, who was the who was Cleveland Indians catcher Harry Cheaty uh-huh. traded for? In 1962. Okay. All right. Kind of an odd question. No, I, I, right? I think I know the you answer. You think you know the answer? I think I do. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Judy, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we get back. <laughs> uh, if you have the correct answer and audience out there, you can email Edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question. In 1962, there was a Cleveland Indians catcher named Harry Cheedy who was traded. And the question is, who was he traded for? All right. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're having a lot of fun. We'll be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home. But they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure. 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. First trivia question was, who was the Cleveland Indians catcher, Harry Chidi, C-H-I-T-I, in case you want to know how to spell it, traded for in 1962. So Cleveland traded him away and got a a top-level player in return. And the question is, who was he traded for? Boy. Chidi, you know the answer uh, to this one? I'm drawing a blank. Absolutely not. Okay, ready for this? It's a it's a big name. Maybe not a Hall of Famer, but no. close to it. It's not. It's somebody you wouldn't think of. Oh, okay. You ready? Yeah. He was traded for himself. Oh. <laughs> he was traded for a player to be named later, <laughs> and after 15 uh. terrible games with the Mets, he was traded back to Cleveland. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and Shooty works for the Mets now, and the Mets, we forget, Shooty, you were just a little kid, but I remember at the age of 10 when the Mets came into. Into the major leagues in 62. I was a huge fan. The Giants won the pennant that year. They had the great race with the Dodgers. That was the first year I really followed baseball. And the Mets were a joke. Poor Casey Stengel uh, was managing, and it was towards the tail end of his uh, career in baseball. And they won 40 games out of 162 games. They were that bad. Marv Thro- marvelous Marv Throneberry and Roger Craig was their top pitcher. So, you know, a little baseball history. But we got you. Well, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And was it Gil Hodges who managed Gil, in 69? Gil Hodges managed them in 69 yeah, when they won, won, the, the, won, the, won the World Series seven years later. That, that team had some great pitching. I, I got to ask you, Shooty, about the Mets because the Mets have been, you know, anytime you play in New York, you're, you're, everybody expects so much. And the Mets have had their, their moments. Um, but you've got a general manager, our baseball operations director, Sandy Alderson. We're all very familiar with him out here on the West Coast. He was a, the guy that put together those great A's teams in the late 80s with Stewart and Conseco and uh, Bob Welch and Dennis Eckersley. And now, you know, he's been with the Mets for a while, and he's had to step away because of another uh, bout with cancer. He's a tough dude. I know he's an ex-Marine. Uh, what do you know about his situation? Because he's had this has uh, been going on for a while with, with Sandy Alderson. Well, first of all, I just want to send my prayers and thoughts and uh, well wishes to the family. Uh, I've got a tremendous amount of respect for Sandy Alderson, Brent Alderson. Uh, he's been through a lot. I think what says even more so here you have a guy that's on the job that has been taking chemotherapy for the past couple of months and hasn't said one thing about it. And people that have dealt with anyone in the condition are, are uh, being... Um, with cancer, knowing what a, a tough time that is for a family, or not even talking about the person, but he's always been a stand-up guy, um, and for him to have to step away, um, he probably had to be forced to do so um, by himself or whomever around him, but I'm glad he's with his family and getting it done, uh, and I wish him the best, but uh, you know, I, I, that's probably as much as I'm going to say about it. Uh, you know, I stay out of people's family matters when it's something like this because it's so sensitive. Yeah. But I know he's been great for baseball. He's been great for my family. I have so much, so many things to be thankful for when I speak of Sandy Alderson. I don't have enough time on this show uh, to reference that. But uh, it's amazing. And this game of baseball and sports is, is, is crazy. I mean, you know, we look at our own area basketball team and uh, prior to Mark Jackson getting there, 
they hadn't done what they had done in the year that he got fired in over 20 years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, the Golden State Warriors are uh, just a phenomenon. And that's the way sports is. I mean, the Cubs, you know, resources, yeah. great people working there, great scouts, great fans, great atmosphere, great history, everything. And it still took them 100 years before yes. they did it again. The same thing with the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, timing yeah. is everything. You know, the players play, the managers manage, but it all comes down to the players getting it done, coming together collectively as a great team uh, with some great players, some great contributors and some carriers when playoff time comes. It takes a combination of everything, and it's so difficult to get it all done in a 162-game season, especially nowadays. Yeah, I was going to say, one quick thing, follow-up on Sandy Alderson. Before he started working with the Oakland A's and he was hired by the Haas family, he had no background in baseball. He kind of learned, hit the ground running, and... He's a, he's a very bright guy, well-educated. Um, I gave him a ride to the airport once, and it's interesting. Our conversation, most of the way, had nothing to do with baseball. It was about international relations. You know, Sandy spent some time over in Vietnam as a Marine, and he wasn't in combat necessarily. I, don't th- I think he was at the front. But he was always interested in uh, diplom- uh, diplomacy and relations between countries. And I'm wondering if Sandy might have missed his, his uh, calling, because I think he would have been a, a terrific uh, diplomat, you know. But uh, huh. anyway, he, he could have gone five or six directions. That's the kind of guy Sandy Alderson is. Yeah. I, I know where, where I speak, because I've known Sandy off and on for, gosh, 30-some-odd years. And Shooty, of course, is much more closely um, related to him yeah. through his work, you know. So that's what that's what sports is all about, too. Wow, interesting. You know, Shuni, so, um, I was going to ask you that. You know, uh, you, you're mentioning like the Warriors a phenomenon and all that, and it's definitely you know a team sport. Baseball is a little bit more individualistic, but I could kind of see that. You know, you, if you have good personalities playing together and having fun, that sort of thing. I mean, that that's going to help create that winning atmosphere. I mean, that and and being a, a scout. You know, you got to look at not only the um, physical aspect, but the mental aspect about the combination of the personalities, don't you? Well, uh, and no disrespect to any major league player, because I know they're the best on the planet. And if you're on a 40-man roster, you're among the best in the world. And if you look at the Giants and what they did in three out of those five years, they didn't have a bunch of great players. They had some good players that played great. And they had a great team. It's like the Warriors, I felt, when they started winning championships. Even though how talented, how great they were, the one thing that I always noticed about that team, when they started really playing great as a team, they made one more pass. They always made one more pass. Even though they were uh, three-quarters of the way open, they passed to the guy wide open on the finish. And it's just that that type of team. It takes a little bit of everybody. uh, you have great players that are the one that can seal the deal. We saw LeBron James try to drag a whole team on his yeah. back, but you know that's impossible to do to get across the finish line. So uh, I, I, I just truly – I'm a team guy, man. I've always enjoyed being on guys that just really love to play and come and whoop yo, you know what <laughs> the money or whatever it was because it wasn't relevant at that time. It was just being able to look the guy across the line and know that, Yesterday we got all off in you, and, and that's what that, that's what players live for. You know the competition. So when there's a bunch of individuals and a bunch of individ, individualistic goals, I think it, it affects the team. So uh, that's what's so great about sports. I mean, everybody can have their own opinion. Uh, you can take from it from whatever you want. Um, baseball's 160 games, and I just feel that 
every year has its own story. It has so many in and out to the game. Uh, it's a long season, man. Yeah. 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 The spring months. training and the World Series. And the, man, it's like people want to talk about, man, look here. I don't want to talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm like Roger. I'm like Rogers Hornsby, where it's like either you're playing or you're looking out the window waiting for the season to start yeah, again. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Hey, you know, I got to ask Judy about the Oakland A's because he works on the pre and post game shows, and I was working at my radio station last night in San Francisco, and we were watching the A's. Uh, right now, you know, they are playing some phenomenal baseball. They're in a very tough division, so they're not going to win a wild card. They're not going to challenge for the title because you got Houston, the best team on the planet, arguably, in front of them. Seattle is very good, uh, surprisingly, and, Calif- and the Angels are, are a powerhouse team when they when they get in a roll. But, Shooty, I was listening to Chris Bassett, this young pitcher who threw last night, won his first game, and it was interesting hearing him talk about the A's. He goes, yeah, we're getting it done with a bunch of guys that nobody's ever heard of, and Jed Lowry is one of those guys. You've been following this team pretty closely in addition to doing your scouting. You know, I know they're kind of in a holding pattern. They can't go out and get veterans. They can't really build a team for the future until they get a new ballpark. But this year, Bob Melvin is doing a heck of a job. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on with that team? Because who are these guys, anyway? Well, I know I'm old-fashioned, and I'm not as sexy as I once was. I don't throw 95 to 96, and that's what everybody wants to see, just the radar gun lighting up. But I always felt that in Oakland was the land of opportunity and at this particular time, and where we are in the state of our game, where it seems like guys only are conditioned to go four and five innings. If not, they blow out their arms and Tommy John surgery, like it's a natural thing. And I think the art of pitching is lost in the game because you can continue. You can, you can fight your way through with trickability, you know, with some creativity. But you can't overpower life. And I just feel that there's been a bunch of number five type starters guys that people didn't believe in or just hadn't turned the corner. And because of injuries, because of having that fortitude and that mental attitude, when they've been getting the opportunity, they've been taking advantage of. If you look at Bassett's situation, this is a kid that's like two years removed from Tommy John surgery. The last time he pitched in Detroit was the last time he pitched in the major leagues because that's when he blew out his holes. So last night was even more uh, sentimental for him. But um, – Bob Melvin is, a, is he's, man, what do you call, i, I got to come up with a name for Bob Melvin because, <laughs> you know, he's got a little bit of everything in him. You know, it's like soul music. You know, people think it's a sound, and they don't understand it. It's a feeling. You hear an old soul song, you can kind of start moving your hips, just remind you of something back in the day. you got to <laughs> feel it. You don't hear it, you feel it. Bob Melvin, he feels a young attitude, but he still understands how to implement old-school values. And I think that's important. They respect him. He's not going to throw anybody under the bus. Um, I wouldn't, couldn't be a good manager because I can't control my emotions as well as that's, Bob Melvin does. That's what I said about me and Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would, um, I'd, go, I'd go bananas out there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Wait, tell you what. Hey, Shooty, uh, stay, stay with us. We have to cut to another commercial break here. All right. This is kind of an odd question here. How many knobs, switches, and buttons does a Formula One steering wheel have? Oh, my gosh. My, my father-in-law probably knows that one because he's a, he's a big race car guy. Oh, yeah. Is he? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He might know that. Yeah. I mean, it's it, this surprised me. Yeah. Okay. okay. This surprised me. I know it's kind of an odd question, but no, 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 it's kind that, of that's just fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you got to yeah. pick a number between sure, one and sure, a million, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, email Edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question: How many knobs, switches, and buttons does a Formula One steering wheel have? Hmm. All right. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Sports Econ 101 listeners, I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. The Renaissance Indian Wells Resort and Spa is a desert oasis for a family getaway in the Coachella Valley. It's the perfect place to recharge and relax poolside in our sandy beach area or send the kids off for a day of fun at Camp Oasis. This world-class resort features well-appointed guest rooms, five restaurants, and a rejuvenating spa. Plus, book your summer family getaway today and your kids eat free. See renindianwells.com for details or call 760-773-4444. Hey, Dave. You in for golf this weekend? Oh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint the... Just use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area who can do the work. You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros? Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all. Find the best pros for your next project at Angie'sList.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The Needle in the Haystack. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. It's the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question. How many knobs, switches, and buttons does a Formula One steering wheel have? Well, I was telling you, my father-in-law, huge race car fan. I mean, I'm talking about the Indy cars, not the stock cars. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you know, he was a big fan of Mario Andretti. And, you know, he yeah. could probably tell you. I'm going to say somewhere in the 20s and 15s. Shooty, what do you what do you think? Just you got to pick it. Just pick a number. <laughs> I'm going to say eight. I mean, that's what I would think. Something like that. Thirty five. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, how can you pay attention to watch the road and, and, well, and with thirty five buttons? These, these guys, you know, auto racing gets discounted. I, and I've, I've covered a couple of auto races. I covered an Indy five hundred. Oh. Those guys are amazing. You see people driving crazily on the freeway, and you think, God, what the heck is that guy doing? Then you see these guys driving hundred and twenty. Miles an hour drafting right behind somebody else, you know, five feet away. Yeah. I, I'm amazed. Uh, and, and, it, and 99 times out of 100, they, they make it back to the pit safely. Yeah. And, so. and, and the thing is, to be an owner of it, that's like Oof. the most expensive. you got to be a billionaire. Well, it's like owning, a, you know, one of those horse racing farms, you know, with all the, the studs, yeah. you know. I mean, it's a, different, it's a different world for those people. It's, it's a rich man's sport, let's face it. It you is. Want, you want to reintroduce our guest? Yeah, we got Shooty Babbitt, a super scout, uh, former Oakland A, uh, currently has been doing the A's pre- and post-game shows for a number of years on local television. And also working, uh, I guess Dave Stewart's been working a little bit with you now on some games. As Dave Stewart, of course, a terrific pitcher who is, a like yourself, a local guy. And uh, was a great pitcher for the A's when they won uh, the World Series in 89 and the pennants in 88 and 92. And it's just so good to see. Stu is like you. You know, he's always kind of kept his hand in baseball. He's worked in the front office. What's he up to these days? Well, I, I don't think that he probably gives enough, gets enough credit for all the things that he does behind the scenes as far as um, staying involved in baseball, with community relations. I guess having a community award named after probably says plenty there, but... Uh, you know, Dave's been everything in the game. Uh, he's kept his foot in. If it's not been general manager, agent, um, last year he, he was a little apprehensive about doing the pre and post. But uh, once he started doing, he he got an understanding that he was right at home. And I just told him, talk baseball, man. That's all you have to do is talk baseball. Your opinion is, is invaluable. You know, when a question comes up, it'd be amazing um, of how. Um, Many people want to hear your, your point of view. I mean, you played on World Series team. You were part of a tremendous part of A's history, and you continue to be one of the faces of the franchise. So uh, I'm so happy for Stu. Um, he's a, he's not only was he a great player, but he's a tremendous gentleman. You know, and it's an honor to be able to call him a friend. But he's uh, he's enjoying it, man, and I'm happy for him. And it's an interesting story about Dave Stewart. His, his career was in limbo. He pitched for the Dodgers. Uh, he pitched uh, with another club, and he was literally picked up by the A's. They figured, ah, you know, we got nothing to lose. Let's bring this guy in in 1986. 87, he wins 20 games, and then, you know, he has three 20 game seasons, 20 win seasons. It throws a no hitter, and as you mentioned, he was the, he and Bob Welch and, and Mike Moore and Dennis Eckersley and Gene Nelson, all these great pitchers. I mean, that's why the A's were four out of five times they were in the, in the postseason, three pennants in a World Series. So there you go. Yeah, so shooting. What's funny about that? I'm sorry, Ed, no, go ahead. Bruce. You know, it's like one more hit. You know, yeah. uh, if you're three out of ten, you're a Hall of Famer. You're a heck of a player. Yeah. Two out of ten, you're a scout like me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one hit. What hit a week yeah. is the difference between two fifty and three hundred. Yeah. yeah. And Stu was almost done, and he came up with the fork ball split finger, and it just revolutionized, revitalized his whole game. 
He became a total different guy, a dominant guy. And it's amazing he came up with one pitch. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That that is amazing. So now, wait, let me go back for just a minute. So you're actually employed by the New York Mets? I am a major league scout for the New York Jets. This is my 12th year. Okay, so... How do you do the post game for the A's? I mean, do you, do you have to kind of uh, sort of keep the two separate, you know, because you you got inside well, information? You're talking, you're asking too many business questions. It's supposed to be a sports. It's, uh, it's sports and business, there, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we, we don't talk business on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's the here's the thing. I think um, there are a lot of people who work in in my profession or in any profession who have their hands in a lot of different pots. I've always, you know, for I've worked in broadcasting 43 years, but I've only worked full time for one organization for 24 of those years. So more than almost half the time, I've had a lot of different. So you know, Shooty's got a full time job with the Mets, but they understand he's got a family to feed. He lives in the in the Bay Area. And he can do some work on the side, and that's not going to have any. It doesn't affect any well, of his work. It's basically been, you know, I was drafted by the A's in '77. I played the big leagues here in '81. I'm born and raised here. I've always been a part of the Bay Area and the organization. If it was not in the community, if it wasn't with Rotary Club, if whatever was asked upon me, and I, I embrace that. And through my trials as a scout, uh, as a uh, analyst. It just always have worked, and I've been fortunate to work for people who understand who I am and what I am and what I'm all about. Yeah. And one thing that I would never do is uh, compromise either situation for the other because I know how fortunate and how blessed I am because there are not many guys in this industry that have the opportunity to do what I do, and I do not take it for granted. Oh, and, and please understand, that, that that's not what I was getting at. I was just wondering, like, yeah, how, yeah. How, how do you kind of— I get it. I get yeah. that question all the time. Gotcha, yeah. I'm also a person that believes that we only go through this one time, yeah. and we don't know if we're ever going to get an opportunity. I have loved and enjoyed the last 15 years uh, being a part of uh, what's happening in the Bay Area as far as the, the television and the radio side, is because it gives me a chance to be involved with fans uh, on a personal level also, because there are some very knowledgeable people out there that understand the game inside and out. And that's given me a, a closer relationship. And there's been a lot of things that have been beneficial. So yeah. I am one of the blessed and fortunate ones. Um, I don't know why and how I get an opportunity to do, but thank the Lord that it has worked out. So Yeah, well, you know, I've always said that, you yeah. know, a man is only as good as his word. You know, integrity is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have that, I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you have or anything else. People, people are not going to trust you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely a appreciate business, that. Man, it's a tough business. They can love me to death for the last twenty-five, and things can get shook, shaken up in the next couple of months. And they said, "We loved you to pat you on the back and thank you for twenty-five years." Yeah, oh, yeah. no, absolutely. That's yeah. The so, way so now, it goes, bro. You know, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's, I'm not living for the day. Yeah, so I'm an orphan now, so I understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. And then, Judy, how? Uh, now, at some point, when you were first starting, you know, like you said, nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, somebody scouted you, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So ha- how uh, have you taken that? Legendary scout. Um, Jim Gwynn, who scouted, uh, signed Ricky Henderson, signed oh. Claudio Washington. Yeah. And, uh, Claudio didn't even play baseball in high school. He ran track. Hmm. and uh, But he played in the summer leagues. And Mr. Gwynn was a police officer at that time. 
but he spent time in the park helping kids, buying ice cream. Hmm. He was a former player himself. And uh, he ended up getting a part-time job with the A's as a scout. And that's how he made a living, discuss, hmm. uh, discovering uh, youth in the uh, inner city. So uh, that's how I got my opportunity. I mean, he saw me play at Berkeley High School, uh, gave me an opportunity. I got drafted in the 25th round and uh, took a chance. And lo and behold, I, I thank him all the time. for Because it wasn't for him, I don't know what my life would have turned out been, but there again, you need that one person to believe in you. We all do. Yeah. Mm. And um, that was the one guy that, you know, because of an opportunity I was able to take advantage of, he, he presented that. Well, that leads to the next question. Why is it it's been such a tough uh, road the hoe to get the inner city kids back into baseball? I understand there's a lot of a lot of problems getting the fields, getting the equipment. And, you know, basketball and football are so much pop- more popular. But it seems like since the 1980s, that baseball is is really not that popular with inner city kids, and I'm wondering. I know there are a lot of kids that play it in the inner city, but I'm wondering is it is it making any kind of inroads? Because we see a huge a number of Hispanic players now. About twenty percent of the major leagues, I think twenty five percent is from Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Certainly, um, what, why is it that the inner city is having such a tough time getting the kids back into baseball? And, and I know this is a tough question to ask because it's almost rhetorical, but what what can Major League Baseball do? to improve that situation? Well, that's something that's been asked quite often. I mean, Major League Baseball is given a gallant effort, spending a lot of money and uh, creating a lot of resources to have more presence. But I just think it's more a more complex situation than that. I, it's a different game right now. Uh, there are different people who are attracted to it. Uh, first of all, for uh, inner-city kids, they can't afford to play. It's so expensive. Most of the competition is on travel ball. It costs to play mm-hmm. travel ball. Yes. Nobody wants to go and play in the parkway with a bunch of kids who can't play because now you're not challenging the families and the mm-hmm. moms don't feel like their kid is getting an opportunity to be seen. And it's become commercialized, if you will. And, yes, the numbers are down for us. Last I saw was 2%, and I think it's a crying shame. But I don't think it's an intent. It's not. It's, just, it's circumstantial, and I just think it's because you talk about those other countries. A lot of those kids, that's all they have to do. They don't yeah. have all the luxuries and amenities that our children have. That they find themselves on the computers and, and other things. There's a lot of instant gratification and instant uh, popular people now because of what they can do on the internet. And everybody wants to be popular. And baseball was something that we all did. Yeah. Uh, because there was nothing else to do. And I just think that it's created a problem with the commercialization and the affordability. And, it, it, man, it's wholesale. We could have this conversation for two hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I think part of it, too, is... I right mean, formula we, uh, to uh, find out why. I mean, yeah. it, you know, right. if you take basketball, literally you could have one-on-one. I mean, you can... You can have a, a, a small amount of people playing it three on three. Well, uh, and also, baseball, you know, you really got to have. Yeah, and what Shooty was saying about yeah. about the kids going to the, uh, you know, playing in the parks. I mean, we used to do that when we were kids, and none yeah. of us had dreams of playing in the major leagues. But I think in the old days, things were a lot more informal. And as Shooty yeah. said, it's become a lot more commercial today. And they specialize now. You get a guy or a, a gal playing one sport, and that's it. In the old days, you played four or five sports. Also, you have all the legal issues. I'm sorry, you can't play yeah, in that field without the insurance. This. Let's go back to the grassroots. You just said something, Ed, that baseball, you need a bunch of... No! That's not the 
that, that to me that's baloney, and that's the difference now because when we were young, we could answer a couple of questions here. You were talking about the shift and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it only took four of us to play a game. Mm-hmm. True. Well, that is true. So I mean, four and four. If you were left-handed. Yeah. And you couldn't learn to hit the yep. ball the other way because the field was closed. I, yes, I remember that. What we yeah. call? I wish you would shift on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had what we called pitcher's hand. Pitcher's hand. Yeah. Pitcher's hand. Pitcher's hand. Pitcher's hand. No, no. You, yeah. you know, you're you're 100 right on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I almost. It's, I'm, I'm so old now. Just a different world. It's a Judy, different world. I'm so old. The ball used to be square, so <laughs> I, I totally forgot about all that stuff. But no, you're right because we didn't have 18 guys yeah. uh, on a field. We'd have. Maybe yeah, four on four. I which, think which again, I, I, again I, I, I use yeah. a, a time uh, a scale here. Nineteen. I, I think things started to change in the nineteen eighties. I think yeah, with television, yeah. with football becoming so hugely popular, the NBA in the eighties with Magic and Bird, yeah. and it just took off. And baseball was always still popular, but it lost a lot of its cachet with the with the kids in the inner city. And I think it's a, it's unfortunate, but it's just inevitable. Uh, but also one basketball and and everyone complies, oh, sure, right? Versus sure. everyone well, pretty much what, have to have. Yeah, a you don't have to. To have a field, like you don't have to. You can play in your driveway. Football, you can play catch in the streets. You know, you can't do that with well, you can with you baseball, can, but yeah. it's a little more difficult. And you need more space, and, and land more expensive, expensive and yeah. so you have yeah, all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Okay, take out guys. We're gonna cut out for this last commercial break here. What is NFL running back Dick Plasman's claim to fame? Oh my god, I've never even heard of him. But. <laughs> <laughs> you're, coming up, you're coming up with some obscure stuff, man. Listen, that's last, okay. I like it. I like last, it. You know, it's so funny. The very first show we did, we, we asked, like, hey, who was the big red machine? Yeah, who was yeah. Charlie Hustle? Yeah. Now we're going to get some, some hard questions. Yeah. All right, that's our trivia question. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments on Sports Econ 101. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client 
it immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third trivia question was, what is NFL running back Dick Plasman's claim to fame? The, the hint I'll give you is 1940, NFL uh, championship game. Oh, that would have been New York Giants probably and Chicago Bears. Or, uh, no, no, Washington Redskins and Bears. Bears, yeah. and the Bears won that 73 to 73, nothing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he was the last player to play without a helmet. Really? Yeah. Can you wow. imagine playing in the NFL championship They allowed game? him to play in the NFL. <laughs> I know the helmets those, those days were leather. You know, they weren't, yeah. You know, up until the 1950s, they didn't have the kind amazing? of yeah, no. Well, Shooty Babbitt, thanks again for being our guest. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on, and uh, we're going to have you on again, okay? Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Right, great, great talking to you, Shooty. We'll talk to you soon, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi, Bruce. You take care, man. You too. Oh, he's All a great right. guy. He's, he's yeah, a great I've guy. sat, I've so sat next to Shooty too. in the uh, press box many, many a game, uh, both in San Francisco and Oakland, and it's just funny. He's so enthusiastic, and he knows the game as well as anybody. So he's got to be probably just a couple years older than I am. Yeah, he's between you and me. Yeah. He was born in 50, I'm going to say 59, 58. 58, 58 yeah. yeah, a couple same years a, Same age as my sister. All right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Here's our closing comments. Uh, thoughts for the day. Success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of cons- constantly applying basic form, form fundamentals. Excuse mm, me. Good point. Okay. Yeah. And plenty of people miss their share of happiness, not because they never found it, but because they didn't stop to enjoy it. Yeah, boy, that's that true. true. That's true in this country. That's everybody's in a hurry. Get off. Get like, off the phone and get out of your car. That's what you need to do. That's I mean, why I'm, we're doing the show. But we're, of course, I'm not who, on the phone but, and but, I'm not in the car. Yeah, but who's who's in the car in about five minutes, and who will be on the phone in about half an hour? Yours truly. Me too. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right, tune yeah. in. California culture, man. Got to get to that ballpark. You know, go go watch the Giants play. That's what I'm doing today, and then go to work. There you I, go. Lo- I love working in radio. So see, do you get yeah. to enjoy your see, you enjoy your job. I love going to yeah. work myself. Yeah. Tune in next week to Sports <laughs> Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. If Shooty will allow us, and asking more sports (laughs) trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.